0: Roll for initiative. Welcome to the Honor Roll Podcast, the podcast that helps you. Level up your... Me? Me? Helps you. You were pointing at me, I was so confused. Because this this podcast helps you. Oh, I need
1: help. Level up your RPG. Okay, thanks. I don't have anything to do.
2: But you do have a line there. Oh, yeah.
1: Tabletop, LARP mush, and everything in between.
2: We're not better gamers than you. We just all have different experiences to share.
0: And maybe we can help you have more fun at your game, because we're a podcast that's uh, (laughs) better than you thought we'd be. Hey. That's the highest praise we've gotten. That's true, that
1: so is. I think we need to take that to heart.
0: <laughs> we also believe that the only way to win in a role-playing game is, is to, to have fun. fun. I'm Ryan, I'm the curmudgeon, and joining me as always is Carrie, the legend. I am the legend.
1: And Jason, the favorite. And also the one who's been getting on LARP Haven and starting fights about You, you
0: are. It's true, you, have,
1: you had a, a thread closed for commenting today. It's nice, it's nice. No, Well, not today. That makes you... Last uh, night troll famous no I'm, unfortunately I'll never beat one of the people who've gotten banned I don't oh. want to be banned I think Lord Paven for all of its problems is useful I, I think though that you're one of those people that you want to push it to the
2: edge of banning no, to no, see how close you but can but that's get. just
1: life for me uh. like at work <laughs> that's that's like uh. Uh, I, somebody told me that I could make a lot more money at work if I would stop being mean to people and, and you're I, like, I don't want to do that. I'm How the hell are you the favorite? Because I'm really funny. <laughs> oh, well, you're not that funny. Oh, that's well, not true. <laughs> I think I'm hilarious.
0: <laughs> All right. We have a Patreon where people can go and. It's uh, pronounced
1: Patreon. Patreon.com. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, taking it too far
0: Please do be silly My bad yeah. Okay You're okay. welcome The only French I promise to do from now on Is toast and fries I mm-hmm. thought you were going to say
1: kissing But I should have known better That's true Just yeah. toast and fries I mean to be fair fries. If I
2: have to choose
1: between kissing and french fries I, mm-hmm. My French toast I was going to say Do not say this French toast is the tougher choice Ryan do not say this do, Is your French toast the best? It's better than <gasps> Some people's French toast. Okay, so what's the difference? I don't know. Then it can't be better if you don't know. I know why mine's better than most people. Why? You shouldn't put a bunch of stuff in it. It doesn't need a bunch of cinnamon and garbage. It does need cinnamon. It does not. What it needs is for you to taste the pure flavors
2: of oh, cinnamon. No. That's the whole point of French no. toast. French <laughs> toast
1: does not have to have cinnamon. Jason, do you put salt in your French toast? I put salt in everything. Yeah. yeah all gross.
0: right. Okay. Why is yours better? <sighs> Carrie says that my French toast. I said it one time. Is was better than her boucha's, her great, her <gasps> grandma's.
2: And then I told him, I said, "You are not ever allowed to
1: tell her that." and I didn't and you did it you took okay the- so you mean to tell you whether I like I make really good homemade biscuits right and what I do is I tell the guys at work when I'm gonna make them I'll, I'll say do you remember the biscuits that your grandmother made for you like you're in that warm kitchen you can smell them coming out you saw them rolling them all out you're gonna eat mine and you're gonna go home and you're gonna smack her right in the face and <laughs> tell her to learn how to make fucking biscuits <laughs> <laughs> that's what my biscuits are like
0: well, we have a Patreon, and Patreon dot com slash Roll Podcast is where you can go Yay. to commit to giving just a few dollars, as much as you like, uh, as much as you like, to help keep this show on the air. It pays for equipment, and uh, it buys us dinner when we record because that's important. Because Jason's commuting really far to do this and stuff, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and all that. So anyway, it's very helpful to us to, to help keep the show on the air. And when you do that, you get free stuff. That's right. What? For example, at the thousand dollar level, Jason will give you a foot French massages. a French kiss and make you biscuits.
1: Mm, no, I'll make you, you biscuits. But
0: you have to attend a conference that he's at. No,
1: you can drive here for a thousand dollars a month. I'll fly anywhere in the country to give you a foot rub. Wow! If you wash your feet this, first.
2: This is getting weird.
1: Yeah. Would you rather me making biscuits? Because I mean, that's probably better. Though I'm really good at foot rubs.
0: This is getting weird. Okay. So you can get uh, postcards, copies of of my book on a roll. You foot can rubs. get uh, apparently foot rubs. <laughs> um, you know, also you you can also get a shout out on the show, ah! and we can even roast one of your characters. What? So let's do our shout outs. All right. First up, we have Joel Eastland.
2: I like Joel. Joel's my friend.
0: Oh, how wonderful! <laughs> he,
2: he's my friend.
1: I like it the Joel.
2: I like it the Joel.
1: We've also got Ryan Martin.
2: I like a Ryan. <laughs> He's my favorite Ryan.
1: <laughs> For now.
2: For now.
1: What? Uh, what? Uh, what? what? There okay. could be
2: another Ryan?
1: We'll see. We'll see. Uh, all right. When the check's clear. <laughs> Drew Stevens. I, I like a Drew. Lost Colonies LARP. I do like Lost Run Colonies. Run by, by the Joe. inestimable Joe. That's good. Wait. Heinz. How do we estimable estimable him we can't he's we inestimable can we... is is anybody estimable yes ah, a lot of people are worth only so much what about noah culture well you know it's funny that you should ask uh, noah hilarious.
0: noah happens to Not love funny love hearing the stories that carrie tells Aww. they fill him with both great fear and
1: <laughs> and great love
2: i i don't mean to well, by to all... be
1: fair, you're the Pennywise of this podcast. Oh, no. <laughs> I am? By all rights, if
0: he were in your shoes, Carrie, he probably would have run screaming from role playing games oh. and never looked back. Uh, he's got nothing but respect for you oh, and the, thank and you, the no. strength no. that it took for you to come back and, and keep moving forward. And, and someday, someday, he hopes to have the honor of being a player of yours.
2: Ooh. Oh. Noah, if we're ever at a convention together, we'll—I'll we'll, run a tabletop
0: game or something. For and you. Jason will give you a hug. There you
2: go, or, or a foot rub or something. Well,
0: he's
1: not at that level. Well,
0: maybe he will be. No, we'll see. What? When last we left our intrepid adventurers? Wait, wait.
1: <laughs> what about you? You, Sarah, ra, ra, How does it go, Carrie? Sarah, ra, 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 ra. Typical man forgetting the woman. Sarah's gonna kick your ass. That's fair. If you'd like a shout out, we'd love to hear you. <laughs> <all>. <laughs> you can get one by helping
0: us keep the show on the air by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash Podcast. We love you, Sarah. When last we left our intrepid adventurers, we were sitting around this table recording a podcast. Mm-hmm. And here we are again. Mm-hmm. Jason, what's new with you? I bought a bunch
1: of uh, D&D adventure books because yeah, they were, were on a huge you, sale yeah, of Books you, A Million.
0: you were saying you stole from Books A Million. Tell us about that. Whew. That's amazing. Uh,
1: I don't know if we want to go on the entire story, but <laughs> essentially they had a coupon that let you pay a penny per page of mm-hmm. whatever book you bought. Right. And it was so only supposed to be... Not, not, that, uh, the, the coupon was not very clear. It said one (laughs) per customer per visit, and I would leave the store and come back. And then come back and visit again. And visit again and buy another book from uh, D&D Books, which are very expensive. Yeah. Uh, What'd you get? I got, oh, this adventure in, I want to say, The Underdark. I just got it because it was the best looking one. I haven't had a chance to even look at it yet. So I got two or three of those. And I got a Ninja Turtle Omnibus that I want to read. Heck yeah! Cool. Uh, and I'm thinking about doing something I've never tried before which is running a boxed adventure though they're they're not boxed anymore they're just books old but I've never done that and I thought this is set up to to take people from level one to four right so I thought that would be a lot of fun I might run it with the kids or something else yeah (gasps) we should run it here on the air scary I'm whispering that because I know we'll never do it (laughs) What about you, Carrie? What have you been up to?
0: Um,
2: I feel like all I've been doing is painting lately. Yeah,
1: I love yeah. your new stuff.
2: Oh, so much
1: painting! I, I, you said that that's the style that you used to do. Mm-hmm. But I never saw any of that stuff.
2: Yeah, because I've been painting a long time, longer than I've known you.
1: That doesn't make any sense. Nah,
2: sorry, sorry. Um, yeah. So I've been doing lots of art, lots of uh, oil painting. I did two kind of small oil paintings to get back in the saddle mm-hmm. before I started on um, the Snowhaven Haven. So what,
1: what is a small oil painting?
2: Uh, 11 by 14.
1: 11 by 14? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's like a, a pan you make a cake in. <laughs> That's the exact same size.
2: Okay, yes.
1: Well, that, you know, it makes you think, is there some weird correlation here? <laughs> Do they have nine by nine paintings? Is that a standard I, size too?
2: I mean, yeah, squares, a standard size.
1: That specific size of square?
2: They can be. You, okay, okay. Canvas is kind of weird. Canvas. Usually it's 12 by 12 if you're doing square.
1: Hmm. Inches, not inches. feet. Yes, inches. Okay. Well, I say I, the only other friend I have that was a professional painter,
2: mm-hmm.
1: he only did things that were gigantic.
2: Sure, but I can't afford
1: that. Right. He once sold explore. a painting, and the guy realized it was too big for his wall, mm-hmm. and it, he sold it for like 20 grand. Right. Yeah. And the guy was like, ah, I guess I, I, you know, it's just too big. It won't go there. And he said, I am also a carpenter, and I will come to your house and cut that painting down till it fits. I need that body.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: That's, That's awesome. fair. Yeah.
2: Um, the other thing is today I just read about a new book that I'm really interested, a role-playing book I'm really interested in. Really? It's called... Um, it's called Bubblegum Shoe. Oh, right. Is yeah. it the
1: one where they're like high schoolers or something like right. that? Right.
2: And they're solving mysteries. So it kind of reads like it's a little like Archie or Nancy Drewish.
0: Yeah. I um,
2: like it. But I was I was laughing because in the description it talks about your hit points, but it's not just your health hit points; it's your social life.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> and I just think that's hysterical. Well, that's I know great. at that
1: time period, my social oh. life did not have many hit points. Yeah, at all. no,
2: not at all. Wow. And and I think that's a, a fascinating mechanic hmm. that wow. I'd like to look into.
1: Well, all right.
2: What about you, Ryan? Nothing. Nothing. No gun
0: You've been releasing those developer diaries. Those are pretty cool. Yeah, I've been doing, if you've not n- seen them uh, on our website, honorrollpodcast.com, I've been releasing developer's diary every Monday, uh, kind of going through, thinking back on on the process of, of making the gun belt and stuff. And so those have been fun. Uh, I don't know if anyone's reading them, but they've been fun. I Quick, them- give us your most compelling
1: quote what from your you're reading writing this really important stuff what's the what's what's an excerpt i don't know okay thanks i don't have any other in front of me you should have it memorized i'm sorry okay
2: maybe you should be reading them jason yeah i have don't you read them? to
1: this why would i read uh, those yeah, I know. Right.
2: well i do i do have another thing of uh, that ryan and i went and did uh we we went and took dakota to go get her first set of
0: dice oh this weekend That's crazy. It was kind of a big deal. It was a big deal. What did she pick? She picked lavender they, they're not a matching set she picked her seven favorite dice okay I Out like of, it I mean they're the, the D&D set like it's the yes the right the standard poly- it's all hydrants. the
2: right yeah all the right uh, you don't have any die 13s of in there or anything crazy <laughs> no. um, but she's got a gold one a pink one
0: uh, um, they were just all the ones blue. she liked
2: yeah she was just like this is the prettiest ten-sided dice they had so I wanted this one
1: absolutely yeah, yeah. I like it and, and it was she was cool. very
2: proud of the gold d20 though yeah
1: is it big?
2: Uh, no, it's uh, it's average size. Okay,
0: cool. In answer to your question about the gum belt, the latest development on the gum belt is that we figured out what happens when the party runs out of uh, uh, runs out of bullet points. Oh, okay. And, and what and happens? That, <laughs> You'll have to buy the book. Oh. No. Uh, we'll bullet points are a shared pool mm-hmm. that. But players spend them to activate their... Individual. Their powers, sure, so to speak. And the powers are all given to them because of the effects of this mineral that's on the planet, levitite. Right. So the idea is, when you get a bunch of people who have been affected by levitite together, the amount of extra normal... Abilities that they can use increases because they are all together, and that's why you share that pool. Oh, okay, that's clever. so. So it occurred to us: Well, what happens when you're out? And we we like the idea of obviously just you know when you're out, you have none to spend. Yeah, okay. right, and and that's fine. But then we were like, well, but what how if, do they replenish? Well, them? we've we've got the replenishment okay. figured out. But what what occurred to us was: What happens if you really really need one? Mm-hmm. Though. And you're out, and Sacrifice so we can't to the dark gods. Right, well, we came up with this idea that, the like, Levittite? you could you could take uh, you could take a wound to, oh, to like get it. one, like you just like you're ripping the levitate right abilities. out of your Ugh. yourself.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're to magnetoing do it. it,
0: yeah. But only the person that takes the wound can spend it, right? Though, so it's not I'm just like to do
1: that constantly. Like
0: I can't take it to let you have the bullet point, right? right. You know. So it just kind of added another another extra level because what we didn't want is for there to be like some sort of active penalty when they were all out because that's not fun yeah so all right yeah cool there you go there we go all right well let's go to combat rounds all right welcome to combat rounds
1: today's kind of a weird a weird day that's we, true we
0: How so? Uh,
1: because I got to have a rodeo burger And it's my favorite Yeah?
0: He's been talking
2: about
1: This stupid burger Since the first podcast That's true Well not on the air obviously So what's a, what, are, what are our topics today? You always come up with the topics Tonight we have like 20 topics
0: oh, great! So We're going to do twelve-hour what? Episode? No. We're going to do a Tour de force Smorgasbord Round robin RPG Is this
2: an omnibus?
0: Omnibus It is an omnibus I like omnibus. It's a good word. Oh, yeah. So we're I just, just going to go through. ninja. Is, is it I like
1: ombudsman? Um, no. Oh, okay. Keep going then. <laughs> I,
0: have, I have this list of like 20 topics and we're just going to go through them. And when uh, uh, when, when we're done, we're going to move on to the next one. Or if we spend too much time on one, we'll move on to the next one. But how Sounds will good? we know? How will you know? Oh, my gosh. That's, That's how you'll know. Interesting. Do you guys want to start hard or start easy?
1: I'll always go hard. Really? Yes. No,
2: you start easy and you end hard.
1: Wait.
2: Yeah, the I'm not two right. of you
1: need to decide. Hard all the way through. No, start, start easy like all the way. He's not like donuts. <laughs>
0: what the hell? What's the best food you ever had at a game?
1: Whew, um, Roman tea. Oh, what's Roman tea? It's booze. <laughs> wow. You call it Gamer Punch, but that's not what the name of it is. I do call it Gamer Pasta. <laughs> you do. Um,
2: I actually think mine would be the Gamer
1: Pasta. Oh, wait. I'm, I'm going to take everything I just said back. The banana pudding that we had at Drew's house that Ryan said was good enough to be served at Olive Garden. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 that was such a good one! <laughs> that that, it was that good. is one of the best things that's ever really happened good. to me. <laughs> First of all, the banana pudding was... Whoa, maybe the best I've ever had in my life. It was really good. It
0: it was the best banana pudding that I have ever had.
1: Yes. It was good enough to be served.
0: In fact, uh, not long after I was... OG. (laughs) Not long after I was was diagnosed with diabetes and it was directly attributed. To that banana 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 (laughs) pudding.
1: You can't say that. (laughs) Why not? Why can't I say that? I have diabetes. Oh, yeah. Okay, let's continue. What's next?
2: <laughs> <laughs> you don't get to decide this. The, be-
1: the best food
0: I ever had was uh, at the, the LARP when we played at the Old Woolen Mill, and there was a wedding next door. <gasps> yeah. And I missed that one. Cafe Roma, which is like this super expensive fine Italian restaurant in right. our town. They had catered the wedding, mm-hmm. and when the wedding was done, they were like... They just came over and they were like, You guys have like 30 people here. Here, take these giant trays of leftover fettuccine Alfredo with chicken.
2: It was fettuccine. (laughs) Oh, I do remember that. Yeah, it was fettuccine. They gave us like salad.
0: Oh my gosh, it was crazy. The whole spread.
2: Yeah, it was the whole spread.
0: It was ridiculously awesome. And
2: then they were like, Do you need plates?
1: Do, you, do you, They we were the, brought plates. We, they brought forks. They brought they everything. Had everything. <laughs> right. It was
2: bizarre. It was
1: amazing. <laughs> but I want to. There's one more story I have about that. Remember when we played at that uh, black box theater in downtown Chattanooga? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. So there were people that I want to say were Mexican uh, that were yeah. having a party outside. That because it's a kind of an open facility. that yeah. Anybody can use. And they were cooking tacos. Like they were grilling this flank steak and stuff and marinating everything. And so, of course, I went down and was like, hey, man, that smells great. Can I have some? And they gave me a bunch and it was so good. Wow. All I know is I was upstairs like storytelling. I was doing
2: something and then Jason comes up like finishing whatever the food was. And I was was like, what is that? And he was like, it's they're done. (laughs) They're gone. I was like, you jerk.
0: All right. Oh, oh, oh. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. what do you guys think of game mechanics
1: that cause you to lose a turn
2: oh oh we that was that's not easing
1: in well, I think that's an easy one we We don't like losing a turn. our argument so <laughs> was what does that really mean the role playing game of-
0: equivalent of lose a turn is what we're really talking about. Lose a turn is like just classic board games where you land on a space and the space says lose a turn. And that means basically that you don't get to play during the next round, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, and Which so is
1: usually not fun.
0: In a role-playing game, uh, there are often equivalents... Of that there are some some equivalents that are just like that take away your next action during combat, or sometimes they're like sit out of character for X amount of time mm-hmm. to regain a point of this energy or whatever. So it could be a number of different things, but ba- essentially it's a a game mechanic that says you don't get to play the game. All right, so
1: I've got a couple of stories about that. one. My very first D&D game with a particular group, which I, I wound up having a great time with them over time, but my first game, my first round of combat, I get hit by, I want to say it's a ghoul that has, like, a stunning or freezing or paralyzing effect. I can't remember right now. And uh, I wound up being paralyzed for two hours of real time. Wow. As right. the combat, because it was a big table. Combat was taken forever. Yeah. And, like, they didn't get me back up, the first time around, or the second, or the third. And by the time I got up, it had been forever. Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, it wasn't anybody's fault, other than the fact of the way the mechanic worked.
2: Well, okay, I can agree. No whammies, do, you know, like, you want no whammies. No, you know, no one wants to sit out and not be able to roleplay. Right. Um, But I know that part of that discussion, though, was... It led into, because we were talking about this off-air, part of the discussion was that losing a turn could also equate to not being able to do what you want to do. A swing and a miss. A swing and a miss. A
1: failed roll is a lost turn.
2: Right, and I disagree with that, because I think failing and in not always being able to do what, you do, what you're what you intending to do, like that's as important as winning. It can know? be,
1: yeah. Yeah, I agree with you that narratively failing... Is important. Mm -hmm. It's one of my favorite things as a storyteller to be able to give the players an opportunity to fail at something Mm -hmm. they're trying to do. However, failure in that I just didn't roll enough is boring.
2: Right, but if your game has mechanics, you can't narratively fail without the mechanics supporting that Yes, you can.
1: Because the difference is, is not that I fail and I don't get to do anything. Like, okay, if I swing at a goblin and miss... Mm Most of the time it's boring because that's it. I'm done. Keep okay. moving. But if I hit, I get to do more stuff. I get to roll my damage dice. I get to describe how it happened. But if I miss, I'm like, well, I miss. Swish. And they move to the next person. That's why some games, instead, if I fail that roll, it triggers another thing instead. So, so you're I saying- don't fail. It, like, for example, Dungeon World. Powered by the Apocalypse games, the way it works is the monsters don't attack me. I fail my attack roll against them and the monster attacks me then. Which means I'm still getting to do something. Because you get to roll defensive rolls. No, no. That's it. Oh, I failed. Oh, I, okay. I roll my damage dice. I roll a damage dice against myself then. But I'm Gosh. still doing something. You're still rolling the damage. I'm still rolling the damage. I'm still
0: describing what happens. So you're saying that in, that sometimes with some mechanics it's worse than others.
1: Yes. Just failing is worse and nothing happening than... Uh, failing and something happened that's negative. I would rather it trigger a negative effect than nothing happen. Because that's boring. I, I nothing happens. I
2: understand what you're saying, but I also go, that's a whole other level of um, mechanics that you're putting on that. That if, depending on the game, like that could also. Drag everything to a halt, and then, in a sense, everybody fails.
0: Well, this one's because only on waiting. This one's only on the list. This one's only on the list because I had a crappy experience with this last night. Oh, okay. Pissed Let's hear
2: about. I want to talk game, about. So now we want to talk about. Mechanics that make me
0: sit out of play. I played in a werewolf game over the weekend, and quite literally, in this werewolf LARP in the BNS rules, uh, it, it you spend Gnosis for almost everything. Sure, and. The only way to, the only real way to, to regain gnosis is to sit out of, to, is to meditate at the heart of a cairn for 15 minutes. right Well meditation means basically you're out of play. It's yeah, the same you, thing as a feeding mechanic. And so quite literally, I sat out of game for 45
1: minutes to regain three points of gnosis and that was just really lame.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: Huh? Now you know, I would have a complaint about even the older setting systems about this. How many times have you wanted to cast a ritual in werewolf because Werewolf's tons of rituals, right? And they used to take 15 minutes to catch. Minimum. And mm-hmm. some of them take longer. Right. So that's 15 minutes I'm out of play. I can't do anything. All right. But
2: I will say this. Most staff I've, in games I've ever played
1: would just hand wave that. But right. that's the problem. I shouldn't have to hand wave no, I, I know, the but Mechanics just, should support it.
2: I understand what you're saying, but I'm just saying uh, most staffs go, yeah, that is dumb.
0: Okay. Oh, oh, yeah. That's it, move it on. Tell me about your first trip to Gen Con. Where was it at? And uh what's what's a memory about it? First trip. Okay, I'll go first because I've only
1: got one oh, okay. that I've ever been. Okay. And it was at Mecca. In, in, Wisconsin. in Wisconsin. Mecca. Yes. And so it was a it was a great time. It was like on a a bunch of friends got together and they said, Let's all go. And my parents were like, You're sixteen, you can't drive to Wisconsin, even <laughs> if you take your three friends with you. You still you lived here in Tennessee at yeah, the time. Yeah, I lived in Tennessee. You can't drive, what is it, 12, 14 hours? No, it's... It's 13, I think. 13, okay, anyway, it's like a 13-hour drive. No, you can't go by yourself, you're 16. Or even with a group. In fact, a group's worse. (laughs) Yeah. So they said, you know what? We've never been to Wisconsin, we'll go too. So uh, they, they got us a hotel room. We stayed a couple blocks away. I would walk over every morning, and uh, Dad and my brother would go fishing all day.
0: That's actually pretty cool.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, and they would go fishing all day, and then I would come back basically as late as I, I, mean, I was 16. So Well um, done, Papa Hughes. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Mom and Dad and my brother had a great time. I had a great time. It's the first time I saw a person in a chain mail bikini that I always heard about. <laughs> and as a 16-year-old, that was a very important yep. experience. Absolutely. That is this, this is, by the way,
0: the most... Normal childhood memory you have ever shared.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I also got to play at the battle. You remember the old Battle Battle Tech? Tech
0: Yeah,
2: Battle Tech.
1: The simulator where it's like all the screens and everything. Yeah, those were awesome. Yeah, I also got my ass kicked at uh, a bunch (laughs) of games. Yeah,
2: Uh, my first Gen Con was also at Mecca. Right. And, um, actually my boyfriend at the time, we had just graduated high school, I think. And he decided he you know, we had both talked about wanting to go, but like we didn't have a way up there because neither right. one of
1: us d- drove. Because right. it would have been what, three or four hour drive for you?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, e- enough, but um, neither one of us drove. Right. Yeah, you know, and, um, he had a very rich aunt who flew us there.
1: Wow. From yeah. Chicago
2: from in a private plane, like the three-hour no, job in a private plane it was like the most ridiculous over-the-top thing ever we flew there i got to show off my artwork it was really awesome um we knew a bunch of people that worked for fasa at oh the that's time. cool getting to like go up and be like oh,
1: hang out with the cool yeah kids. hang
2: out with the cool and at that point fasa was pretty cool and on top of it this was at the point where white wolf was still really on top of it as well like i remember they rolled into gen con and by rolled in i mean rolled into the the dealer's room in a um in a hearse
1: wow that's you know like it was
2: ridiculous and awesome and fun yeah and it was just over the top and ridiculous and made me love all that stuff that's why all these other conventions suck
0: now
1: the year Gen, I, I have, spoiler alert, Gen Con kind of sucks now, too. It does. It, Gen Con does suck. The year I went was the year that, uh, what's his name? um I was there, yes! We were at the same convention, because mm-hmm. that was the year he died. Yeah,
2: because everyone walked around with the armbands on. Yeah, I still yeah. have mine. That's so crazy.
1: I've and, never and played was, Shadowrun and before, there and, there and there were press passes. Yeah. Yep. That's crazy. And
2: he, uh, yeah, because that was also the year that they... Um, the year after that, I think, is when they started Earth Dawn.
1: I'd say that's the only one I've went to. So. And
2: um, it was a big deal because when Earth Dawn came out, that's they didn't acknowledge that it was the same universe oh. at first. Oh. And then I, I actually walked up and I went, is this the same dragon? <laughs> is that Dunk Lazar? And they were like, Shh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, sorry.
0: <laughs> it was pretty cool. Oh. Favorite NPC you've ever portrayed?
2: Probably I portrayed Clyde, the alpha of the Walker werewolves in a mush.
1: What's the Walker werewolves?
2: It was a um, the Supernatural mush that I ran, and the Walkers were a clan.
1: They were a family? They were a family. Oh, the Walker family. Yeah, though. the Walker okay. family,
2: um, and it was, it was Clyde Walker.
1: Favorite NPC you ever played? Yeah. Uh, well, you know what? It would have to be Warwick. I got to play him for a long time. And yeah. And I did full makeup, so it was this weird, gross Nosferatu thing. And I wore a purple velvet jacket a bunch.
2: My, my favorite bunch was the stuff. white pants you wore with the, yes. with the bloody handprint yeah, on it. Yeah, that was
1: a lot of fun, too. Yeah. Oh, it, you know, the second one, though, is the clown. Like, <gasps> yeah, 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 that was a
2: good NPC. Yeah, it was
1: fun. Demon-faced clown, and I would always wear like a really nice suit that's clearly... Covered in blood. It was fun. Warwick was a canon character from Vampire the Masquerade. Yes, yes. And I played him as, uh, he was the the newly appointed Justicar in the BNS canon for Vampire. And so I played him as, have you ever had a boss that knew that they were really uh, way over their head? And so they were just super aggressive to everybody all the time and (laughs) and constantly were like, well, I'm in charge, so I'm going to do terrible things to you because that's the only way. Because I'm in charge. That's the only way I know of making sure that everybody believes me. And right. so he was really petty all the time, and uh, just s- stuff like that. It was yeah. a lot of fun, and then finally everybody killed him.
2: Yeah, I, I had a lot of fun playing my
0: Justicar as well.
2: Yeah, uh, in that
1: you know. So that was fun too. Play, all play. The Justicars get killed. Well,
0: yeah. <laughs> Favorite role-playing game that's no longer in print:
2: T.M.N.T. and Other Strangers.
1: Oh, that's that's fair. Yes,
2: yeah. fair. That's my first one too. Wow, oh. your, your first is always the best.
1: Oi. Uh, you know what? There's nothing that I really played a whole lot of that's no longer in print because any of the weird like the only thing I played that I really liked that wasn't in print anymore is riffs. And I only liked riffs for the setting and not for the
0: incomprehensible
1: <laughs> rules. Sure. But Palladium was good at everything except making games. <laughs> <laughs> their their art on their books oh, stunning gorgeous. like like, even the, the, the crappy ink drawings inside that were sometimes just really crappy, they really suited the game. They made you feel like you're in this dark place that's badly put together. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, on purpose, though, it was a creative choice, not just them being bad at their jobs. Sure, sure. My, my favorite out-of-print games: is of the Wild West. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. We need to actually sit down and do something with that. One day. Superman. Alcohol at Game. No. Uh maybe. It's according to the game. No if it's a like a regular vampire werewolf monthly game, no. Absolutely not. Most mod for alarms no. If it's like a like a big blockbuster where it's more of a festival atmosphere, yeah, sure. Just huh? don't be an idiot. If you're an idiot, throw them out.
0: Most corrupt thing you've ever done as a storyteller.
1: Boo! What? <laughs> oh. it, I was gonna say, well, I went to books a million. <laughs> <laughs> As a storyteller, it's a good question. If you need to think about
0: it, I could tell you mine. Okay, yeah, let's hear it. I used to give uh, one bonus experience point oh to, my people, gosh, yes. to people who brought me Twizzlers to a LARP I ran in Chicago. <laughs> that's barely corrupt. It, but it's still It's still corrupt. Still the worst. That's, that's the he worst would I've bags. done. bags. Right. they bring me packages, whole packages of Twizzlers. Did you give
1: them per Twizzler?
0: And... Not long after, I was diagnosed with diabetes, and it is traced back exclusively to those
1: Twizzlers. (laughs) So, Carrie, have you ever done anything corrupt? You're perfect, right? Uh,
0: No, I'm not perfect. Even the best STs have done something. Oh, yeah,
2: sure. I'm just trying to think. There's so many to choose from. Right. Um,
1: (laughs) Mine's really easy, and it's too terrible to mention on the air.
2: Seriously? <laughs> no. God. You need to pause this so we can hear it so we can decide.
0: Okay, we just paused. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Jason
1: could tell us. And I'm just gonna say this: there was a reason why it's too terrible to mention on the air. What about yours, Carrie?
2: Terrible. <laughs> I'm th- hearing that was pretty uh, yeah, awesome. Yeah, it's way up there. Yay! I don't know. What have I done? I don't know. You know most of the th- you guys. His story told with me more than anyone else has. Yeah, Yeah,
1: with you, that's different.
0: Right, but I mean... By then, you had already stopped being corrupt. You never targeted a player you didn't like? Or a character that just pissed you off all the time? Well, yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
2: But that's (laughs) not not players. It was always characters. If a character was being really obnoxious...
1: Problematic.
2: And problematic... I'd be like well you know like I would justify
1: accidents happen
2: well not so much accidents happen but you know I would justify you know they are being really loud the NPCs would notice that yeah. maybe a little bit more than they actually would okay. um, but in in my head I was justifying that as it was for the good of the
1: game but that was 20 years ago yeah. and never another mistake
2: never never
1: no I don't know that's a hard one yeah no twizzlers no twizzlers
2: no
0: <laughs> Number of acceptable secondary characters or alts in a if it's a mush they're alts okay how about in a mush
1: because that's a good question um
2: I believe that you only should have uh two characters per Just game two. like like your main and then your alt. Um, but in some games, like, they're like 5, 6, 10. I've seen, I've seen someone who had like
0: 12 alts. I'm in you know a mush know. right now that has unlimited. And so basically when you log in, there are 60 people online. Or 60 characters online. But it's people. like 12 people. Yeah. And so there's Why like... Why are
1: they all online?
0: Because they log all the characters in. Oh. And yeah. so there's like 50 characters that you can't ever roleplay with because they're playing their other character.
2: It's ah. it's so
0: lame. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So um, you say two
2: for for an, for a mush. I say two. Mm-hmm. Um. And honestly, for uh, a tabletop or LARP, I think it's one. I think I think as soon as you start getting into alts, it gets complicated. It gets weird. You're in a, in theory. You're only LARPing at at the most once a week, and then to divide that up between two or three characters.
1: Sure. I think that – I'm a little more flexible than that, mm-hmm. though. I do think that the original idea in UT where they weren't going to allow alts at all, mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm not against that. Yeah. I think that that's a, an interesting choice. Uh, I, I'm willing to say that they're useful for situations like uh, – here's an example. When I was – when we were in UT, there was a big national plot line that I ran where a bunch of – and this was player-driven. They decided they wanted to go off and do this thing. It was going to take sure. a month to do yeah. it. So you can't just tell them, lose a turn, don't go to your next game. Don't go to your next game. But I said, you know, you are going to be at this thing for a month. That's right. the only fair way to do this. It was in South America, They're yeah, in yeah. the middle of a big war zone. This right. whole thing's happening. So they, A secondary they, character would be really nice to keep them playing. Right. So they got to go to their game. They got to hang out with everybody, and they got to have a good time.
2: Right. I understand that. I do.
1: I don't want I. a secondary character to be their focus, though. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. For, for a general rule. And like... It,
2: for me, I would if if I was in that situation, I would probably just go, "Hey, could you play this NPC for me for this month?" or you like, and that's fair too. Yeah, right? like, that's
0: what I would have preferred but, to but do. But you're again. asking storytellers to give out NPCs, like mm-hmm. telling local storytellers, "Hey, give them an NPC to play." Right. I that's not really a
1: it's according to the kind of org. A lot yeah. of the, I think a lot of these questions are about the sort of game that you're playing. Right. So, for example, one of the themes between uh, for the original UT setup was that it was going to be tilted towards player versus player somewhat. Right. Mm-hmm. So, at that point, alts become very complicated because right. things like teaching disciplines. But a lot of that's just native to vampire. However, if you're playing in some other games, it, it's not as big a deal. Like, I, I used to play in a a bon for larp game that was, had two different sites that people played at, and a lot of us played a different character at different sites. Sure. So, like, my character, one character lives here, one character lives here, and they're always separate, even though it takes place in the same world. Right. And in theory, there's nothing keeping me from going ahead and uh, traveling between them.
0: Coolest game site you've ever played at? Whether that's the place where the roll you know, the D and D mat was laid out in right. the basement or if it's a LARP location or whatever.
1: So I think one that me and Carrie both have is the Maxwell House. <laughs> it was really in cool. Nashville. Only it was the first time I got into play in a location for a convention that was so I mean it was just beautiful. It was a perfect LARP space, tons of uh, little circles of chairs, a great view of Nashville. A ton of, and this is part of it. Was Carrie did this? It was she lit- brought in a shitload of art, and so did a bunch of other people. So we put that yeah, everywhere. Did.
0: Yeah, and it was like on like the thirtieth floor or something, and it was a wall of windows across yeah. the whole all thing, the way
1: around, looking Presets. out at Nashville. Yeah, yeah. beautiful spot. Um, and I, we also, when I was in UT, we got to play in Las Vegas in this big hotel. We weren't a big enough game to get a ballroom. We only had 30 or 40 people, maybe, because we were the smallest of the orgs that were there, and we had no games in Las Vegas. So what they instead gave us was one of the like presidential suites to play in, because yeah. that's still cheaper than getting a ballroom, right? right? But this suite had a gigantic round bed that rotated. <laughs> it had three bedrooms. Uh, the, oh, the round bed bedroom had, uh, you know, like I said, it rotated. It had a television that would pop up out of the end of the bed when you pushed a button. Right. And that same remote would also turn the fireplace on. Wow, oh my god! It had two That's more so bedrooms, funny. neither of which were as decadent as that one, mm-hmm. but were both beautifully appointed. A full kitchen and, a, like, a small dining room. And it had, uh, like, have you ever been to, like, a... a a water park and they have a lazy river? Yeah. Well, this room (laughs) had a small lazy river in it that went inside the room into the big living room area and then back out onto the balcony. And it was maybe like... 10 or 15 foot to a side but it was like a big circle wow and so did everybody do it uh no it was that was later at the party oh yeah but no a lot of people got in the jacuzzi and then later on we had a room party in that same room and i didn't go and i'm i regret it to this day because some really terrible things happened that i would like to have seen
0: (sighs) which brings us back to the most corrupt thing you've ever done as a storyteller i I didn't get to do this (laughs) so uh (laughs) carrie what about you
2: I have two. Okay. Um, the first is Wyalucine. I was going mean, to say,
0: I would say Wyalucine.
2: Wyalucine is, was just, it's a beautiful outside location. Uh, Lots state, of park state, state park in Wisconsin. You know, you got to. Bunch of
1: cabins. Cabins. It was
2: just very, very cool. Right. Um. And then the, it, and like there's there's coyotes nearby. What? So when you're playing werewolf and you howl, the coyotes howl back. And,
1: yeah, you know, it's like creepy. I mean, sometimes they eat the slower players. There we yes. go. Woohoo.
2: The other really cool location we got to role play in one time was in Atlantic City.
1: Oh. yeah! Oh,
2: yeah. I forgot about I mean, yeah. that. It's, it, what, what room was it called? It's a.
1: Oh, oh, oh. A foundation room a in foundation, the house of blues. Yeah,
2: foundation room in a house of blues. And I mean. It's the like, most
1: decadent room we've ever been in.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. The most. I mean, like I walked in there. But and it I was decadent
1: like, like 50 years ago.
2: It was still decadent, but, but it was different. Shabby of decadence. decadence. But like, like you walked in there and you're like, I'm pretty sure there's still cocaine everywhere.
1: Oh, it was so cool. It was
2: bizarre. The quilted really?
1: walls. Yeah. Bedazzled <laughs> quilted walls. Yeah. It was very cool, but All weird. the god statues. <laughs> All right. The worst PC you have ever played. Okay. So my first Bafferlarp character uh, I had a lot of fun, and a, over the time period of playing him, he became really fun for me. And uh, but it was also the first time I'd ever played like a real PC for a long time. Okay, and so I was the most generic, banal, nothing character. Like mm-hmm. I, like I, I sort of had a backstory of I'd stole this sword that I had and fled because I'd been a thief, uh, but like none of it really tied into anything, and I barely even turned into character history. And so like, there was lots of games where I had nothing to do because my character was one-note and boring. Right.
2: What do you mean by terrible? Do you mean
0: like it
1: was a lowest, terrible
2: concept?
1: Lowest quality.
2: Lowest quality, okay. Uh, probably my first real tabletop character. It was a D&D game. Like, I don't even remember her name.
1: It's been that long. Was she half angel, half demon?
2: No, but. The heart of gold. But, like, my storyteller made. or, or uh, dungeon master, like, ended up making me a psionist. Okay. And like and there were the rules were like wacky for it and they he was
1: never improved that. Yeah, and, <laughs> and, and and he
2: was making up rules for me. Oh and great. It was it was really off and she just she didn't have any character to her because I didn't really know what I was doing. That's sort yet. of the
1: boat I was in.
2: Yeah, and, and so we uh it was kind of just me. Yeah. In a in a D and D setting, so you know. Ooh.
1: Blackface at LARP, okay? No! No, never. Never, (laughs) ever, okay. (laughs) I'm going to put this in two different frameworks. If you are literal, like, blackface, like, you know, uh, Al Jolson, absolutely not.
0: (laughs) Okay, so to be fair, when you would see this at a LARP, it is typically when people are Role playing races like Drow,
1: right? Okay. And So a that's few that's people for, who do
0: orcs that way with okay. black. And this, so that is for context for listeners. Why yeah. is are we talking about this at all? So there's <laughs> like our, our listeners are like, what? It's like it's, it's a hot topic right now. It's, and it's, it's been, been a hot topic for a couple of years. It
1: shouldn't be a hot topic. I agree with you guys. So my take and this, you know, I posted on LARP Haven about this the other day, is that. Um, this is a complex thing because like the drow are uh, derived from uh, I want to say Swedish, Nordic, Nordic uh legends and stuff, and the take that d and d uses is significantly different than that, and in and of themselves, they are problematic, but that's not the real issue. The real issue is that it makes enough people uncomfortable that we should really think about putting makeup on her face in a certain way. I mean that's the it, it doesn't matter because it, it doesn't bother me as a white guy because it like I didn't it see It doesn't the,
2: really affect your white it
1: didn't guy. It me. doesn't resonate it, with your 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 racial culture. No, it didn't didn't resonate with me at all. I didn't realize why it was a big deal until I saw a bunch of people of color over time saying, "Hey, uh, this bothers me." And more than that I saw, "Hey, I'm a white guy that was at a game and uh, people of color stopped coming and when I asked one of them they were like well you know the the, the, the blank face you know because guess what people of color don't talk up on pages like Laura Haven about stuff like this a lot because they don't want a bunch of white dudes telling them that they're wrong for their feelings which is what happens which is what happens, which is why I'm barely any of them talk about it on there anymore. Because they don't, who wants to carry that emotional baggage of having to explain to everybody. If, if they're students, having to
2: feel bad about this and deal with it and then also be attacked on Facebook over it? Right. No. Like, yeah, no. I'm I, feel, not-
0: I feel like, the, for me, the blackface issue is a lot like running rape in your game. If you have a thing in your game that offends an entire group of people, just change it. Just don't do it. Right. Or like, even
2: offends one person.
1: You should dip. At what least I say think is, about
2: it and go, wait a minute, is this actually
1: needed? Right. I say never do harm on accident. Sometimes you want to run something that's shocking or something like that, and, and you have to do it thoughtfully and deliberately. Uh, most of the time it's not worth it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> the best
0: movie you've ever seen based on something that is also a role-playing game.
2: Can we just say the car commercial?
1: I thought you were going to say Star Wars. It's the obvious choice. Oh
2: well, yeah. Is does it have to be a movie? Can, can it be? Yeah. So now, unfortunately, all like the D and D games that are flying through my right. or movies are all like bad examples. It's like yes. no, no.
1: Well, then you could say um, the Lord of the Rings stuff because clearly, it's D and D is heavily derived from. Well, Tolkien there is also stuff. a Lord of the Rings role playing game. Yeah, and that's true, but yeah. it's not as popular as D and D. It's supposed to be okay though. I've, I've never <laughs> played it. Have you ever played it? No. There you go. Earth Dawn. <laughs> <All right. laughs> the movie. Earth? What? It's releasing next year. You don't know about what? it. Small no.
0: screens only. That'd the, be best, so cool. the best. The best role playing game based
1: on a movie. Based on a movie. Hmm. I don't think I've ever played a well Star Wars. It's, yeah, It's the only one. Yeah, to know. Star
2: Wars would have came first. Yeah. Uh, there's. Let's just go through real quick. I there's would do Star Wars. Wars
0: the old Westing Games D6 Star Wars. I've heard it's great.
2: Star Trek.
0: Mm-hmm. have you played Star Trek
2: I've played Star Trek a couple times is Trek. it good can yeah, I've played th-
0: three or four different iterations yeah. of Star Trek um, some never, are better than others I've
2: never played it but Men in Black there was a there was wasn't math. there
1: I was in that book Oh, as a model or an artist mm-hmm. as a model okay um, hand nose uh, ear I, I just, there's a lot of different kinds of models it's a, it's a different breed different
2: breed <laughs> um, no Steve Bryant did artwork for it and I modeled
1: for him for cool that. Tell us about your very first GM. Oh, shit. I can't... Uh, let me see. Uh, this guy named Joey who ran one game in which we all played 20th-level characters and I had no idea what I was fucking doing. Because <laughs> it was like, here's uh, AD&D's D 2nd edition character with all the magic items you'll ever need and you've got these weird god-like powers from right. different books and here's the adventure and I had no clue. Right.
0: Yeah. Carrie, we know yours. Your first DM was uh, my first
2: boyfriend. I yeah. thought
0: your first DM was the one that uh, ran the game where everybody wanted to rape you.
1: Yeah, that's the same guy, right? Yeah,
2: and then I eventually ended up dating him
1: because he because threw all those he Because <laughs> he
2: ditched all those guys and started running games just for girls.
1: Wow, that's brilliant. Mm-hmm. That's like learning to play the guitar. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Absolutely. I don't really have
1: any skills,
0: but the, but the <laughs> geek version of learning to play the guitar. Uh, yup. Just
1: don't talk about it. Whip out your dice at parties. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna start playing with these dice over here. All the nerds are
2: like, oh. <laughs>
1: <Quick>. <laughs> I just kept thinking of, Senpai noticed me.
0: <laughs> 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 Tell me the weirdest thing. <laughs> The weirdest thing that ever happened to you
1: on the way to or from a game? Oh, I've, I've, I've got a, a decent one. I had a uh, a sack of concrete fly up off the interstate and slam into my car and almost made me wreck. I remember that. Yeah, it was on my way to the Atlanta vampire game. Marty was like, it's a sign. We should just go home. Just go and on. I'm like, you've been saying that since we left. Is that what happened to your bumper? No, that's unrelated. <laughs> Is that what happened to your hood? Yes. Okay. This is what happened to my hood. On the way
0: home from a LARP, uh, I was in a car that spun out and spun around like four times on a super crowded, busy highway. It Uh,
2: was on the death turn, wasn't it? It was on the
0: death turn on Lakeshore Drive in
1: downtown Chicago. Oh, I have a weird story about Chicago. One of my friends from work visited there.
0: Okay. And she was like,
1: did you know that there's a beach around this entire lake? I'm like, yes, I did, <laughs> because geography. <laughs> she had no idea. Like, I don't want to laugh at her because, like, we all learned something that everybody else knew, like every yeah, day. Yeah. But she's like, it's really nice. <laughs> I'm like, don't drink the water.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, no, don't drink the water. Don't. Um, my problem is every time I think about going to or from, I'm getting that mixed up with all my Rocky Horror stuff.
1: Oh well you're really one of those.
2: Um I one time one time we got pulled over on the way to Rocky when we had all of the um survival kit stuff in right. the car with us. And so like literally the cop pulled us over and like shone his light into the into the back of the of the car and he was like, you have Seventy rolls of toilet paper,
1: and you're like, "That's normal."
2: And we're like, "No, no, it's for Rocky." We promised we're not going to to TP someone's house, right? And he was like, "I don't believe you." And I'm like, <laughs> "I'm wearing lingerie." And then he was like, "Yeah, you guys are dressed for Rocky, okay?" As you let us
0: go.
1: So, all right, critical role Is it good or bad for role playing? Good. It's good for role playing, but I don't like those shows. I've tried so hard. It brought millions of people into D It seems like,
2: yeah, but, absolutely. It's it's definitely good for role playing.
1: I mean, they're writing a comic book. They're going to have a feature length movie. Good for that. They're building yeah. a gigantic building with their faces on the side, like the Fantastic Four.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Scariest PC that you have ever role played beside. Okay, so there was this prince in Birmingham uh, that. One, see, my wife played a ghoul, and I played a really low. Uh, I said, i would bet say low gen, high gen vampire." And so I went over and introduced myself, and uh, but but my my wife didn't because she was a ghoul, and you know you don't introduce yourself to the prince of your ghoul. And then we were within about a minute of him just offhandedly killing the person who forgot to introduce themselves. <laughs> and but he was a al- like you ever play with somebody super dangerous that make it fun. Yeah. Because he's really intimidating and, and over, like overwhelming to be around. But it makes it good because you're like, oh, I'm a little scared here. This is yeah. good. Uh, and that's the kind of prince he was. And that was fun. Yeah.
2: Uh, Simon Moon. I role played in Chicago in a LARP. And the, the Malkavian prim- primogen's name was Simon Moon. Right. And he was always calm.
0: Always. Always, but to the to a spooky point, like
2: spooky. It,
1: like every
2: like people would go, "How are you doing today, Simon?" and he would respond every time as well as could be expected.
1: Just deadpanning. And-
2: just deadpan the whole time, and you're just like, what the fuck? Like does what that are even mean? what
1: are you expecting?
2: What is happening here? And, yeah, and he, like, you know, like, he could, it didn't matter. He had the same expression, and it was totally in character. It wasn't, like, out of character. She sure. He was that way.
0: He was kind of, as I recall, he was a very goofy. nice guy. But yeah, he kind was of, kind of goofy. Kind of a goober.
2: But, yeah. like, in character, he always had the same expression, no matter what. Like, if he was giving you status or getting ready to roll you. It here's the very,
0: So here's what was great about Simon Moon is that the reason he was scary wasn't because you thought he could roll you. Well, he was is. scary because of how he roleplayed. Yeah, don't you yeah, know what I mean? I like, like that. the character was scary. It wasn't like, oh. I, I know, know his sheet. I know his sheet's giant. I mean, his sheet was probably giant, but that's not why you. Were it, never it, yeah, never, no, no, it never you, mattered. Yeah, no, no. He'd be like,
2: I'm going to throw chops, and you're like, you win, just leave me alone. <laughs>
0: the most famous person you have ever role played with? John Wick. <laughs> John Wick. John Wick. John mm-hmm. Wick. John Wick is the game designer that did Seventh Seat, mm-hmm. for example, and a bunch of other stuff. Yes.
1: What about you, Jason? Uh, I, I say Carrie already. <laughs> I stand by it, though. Did you read about that? Uh, where about, about Carrie with
2: me? What? Mm-hmm.
1: A lot of people. No, upset Jeff about Goldblum was at a LARP and oh like California God. or something uh, last weekend, and I thought it was bullshit because somebody on my uh, Facebook feed was talking about it, and I was like, Pfft, whatever. He's. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then. About a week later, pictures started showing up of him in full costume with a boffer sword. That oh, was wonderful. like, oh my
2: goodness, this is amazing. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> just won LARP.
1: Though wow. <laughs> <laughs> so I also want to say that Diane Comstock, who I got, I've gotten to LARP with, mm-hmm. went to the first ever LARPy Awards that was in L.A. and was supposed to be this whole thing, and it was a gigantic failure. And I've never even heard of it, so I don't know what you're <laughs> It was a big deal, in the way that it was, uh, everybody built it up like it was going to be huge, oh. and they hired a bunch of like real B-list actors to come out and oh. give awards to people, and it had maybe thirty or forty people in attendance. Oh. So, uh, yeah, That's
2: I don't, I don't sad. like to hear when things fail like that. That's
0: sad. All right, last one. Okay, the intellectual property you would most like to see adapted into a role-playing game. That's not a role playing game currently. But that is not or has ever been.
2: Um, um I'd say Avatar: The Last Airbender.
1: That's a good one. I I'm I'm so kind of Now that you said it I'm like mm-hmm. is there not a
2: game for Avatar? I don't think there
1: There's is. There's not. There will probably be one after they
2: listen to this podcast.
1: What? Who's yeah. that? I don't know. I don't know. We are listening to. Look, inherently. I'm just
2: saying I want to do artwork for that. If someone makes that game, you better contact me to make it.
0: Okay, but artwork. I do the theme song music.
1: See, I was going to say Avatar. You know, the other one with the tall, skinny blue. (laughs) Okay, sure, sure, sure. Okay, so, like, as a joke, yes. But it's a game about where you would play people that are actually two characters. You're the human who's living in, you know, who's, like, has a real life. Right. But then you're also getting into this machine that lets you be... Blue people, A blue person. And, you know, like, maybe... Not Avatar, but that sounds like a lot of fun because you, it's you know it's got a couple of different layers, kind of like Changeling does, and also I mean, everything should be written in that that generic Avatar script papyrus papyrus where they just literally pulled it off of the uh, like somebody was looking at their Word document and they're like Avatar uh, uh, Times New Roman this, work. uh, this, work. this work works this works right uh, anyway but no I don't really have it is
2: the, is the Matrix? I saw a Dungeons and
1: Dragons movie once. That was pretty interesting. Is there a game of that? <laughs> <laughs> Is there a Matrix role-playing game? I don't, know. I don't know. That's what I was asking. I know there's a Doctor Who role-playing game. Yeah, there's also a
2: Supernatural role-playing game. Of course, game.
1: Supernatural. Buffy had one. Buffy, Angel, Angel had, had one. one. Right. Although,
2: weren't they the same?
1: The, yeah, they were. Yeah, I think yeah, they're, they're in system. the uh, the human-occupied landfill
0: system. I don't Jamie Chambers helped design that game. Yes, Jamie He, he was on this
1: show. Mm. Hey, it's if anybody exactly that works for Dungeons and Dragons wants to be on this show, email us, please. <laughs> we're not desperate. Some, somebody that listens to the show <laughs> has an in. James, DeMoto. we're asking you to use that in to get us that name. So there. <laughs> oh
2: my god, we sounded desperate. All right, no! let's go to game
1: wrap. Uh, did, we, did we
0: hit? No.
1: All right, it's game wrap. The smorgasbord is closed. I'm just glad that you'll take those 80 entries and edit it into around 15 really good ones.
0: No. No, I think it's good. She's like, I'm not going to edit it at all. Oh, no. I'm going to, and also I'm going to insert in the story of your corrupt ST. Nope. (laughs) Well, if you want to find us on the interwebs, we're at honorrollpodcast.com. You can also, of course, subscribe to the show at iTunes and Stitcher and anywhere else, Spotify or any of those other places where you find
1: ear footage. Ear footage. Yes. P-casting, as we say on the end. P- no, 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 no,
2: we do not. It's, no, it's, it's a thing. It's, 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 it's no. a
1: thing. I'm hearing it everywhere now. p No, you are I'm, trying I'm to I'm on a P-cast. We, we do P-casting. I'm,
2: I'm
0: we listen quit. to p cast I quit. You can follow us on Twitter, at Honor Roll Podcast. You can also go to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash groups slash Honor Roll Podcast, or you can send us mm-hmm. an email at hosts... At honorrollpodcast.com. And as we said earlier, we'd love for you to go to patreon.com slash honorrollpodcast yes. and become a patron and help keep the
1: show on the air. Yay. Yay. Hey, and I have a special request for everybody. Please message Carrie this week and tell her to go to the doctor.
2: No. Because she's got a
1: really bad cough she's <sighs> had for like a month and a half. Oh. <laughs> it feels like it's been for as long as I've known you. <laughs> forever it's always- I think she might have one of those withering diseases that that <laughs> oh that gosh. one pale women got in Jane Austen novels I'm not where she 15 <laughs> maybe it's a flesh eating virus like what killed Jim Henson oh that's gosh. awful I never mention that again you know Marty whenever she watches a movie where a skinny woman coughs she goes she'll be dead in 20 minutes yeah. she's never been wrong <laughs> 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 All right well um so good thing I'm not skinny
0: <laughs> well I was gonna give XP out tonight but I've decided not to because
1: nobody brought me twizzlers mm, that's okay <laughs> yep so I just write down whatever one anyway that's that is true yeah. that's true. I've never been corrupt as an ST, mostly as a player.
0: Oh, my gosh. Uh, you know, I didn't ask that question. I should have asked that question. Uh, uh, too
2: late.
1: Too it's late. too late. It's yeah, too I've got late.
2: stories for that. Mm. Really? No. No. No, not really. Mm. I mean, I could make up something. I
1: once yelled at a guy until he skipped his turn. I feel really bad about it now. <laughs> well, join
0: us next week when there isn't a podcast, because this week we landed on Lose a Show. No. Oh, no! No Emmy, no Emmy! Until next time, remember, the only way to win at a role-playing game is to Have yeah, fun. fun. And opinions expressed on the Honorable Podcast belong to just those who are here on the podcast and nobody else. All of the music is courtesy of Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com.